It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, welcome. Welcome to this week's edition of the Spurs show in our 11th season now, I think it is, bizarrely, and three of you still listen. Unbelievable. It's Mike Lee here. Thank you so much for joining us. Tonight we've got sort of four guests. One uh, we've got on the phone later, Andy Greaves, talking about his new book about Harry Kane. And joining me in the studio, two gentlemen who've all been on the show before now. Firstly, uh, I say every time, literally my, my almost my namesake, Mitch Lee returns. Hello, Mike. Good nice to, be to here. see you. Thank you. Thanks for coming along. Uh, again, for those of you who've been to the uh, wonderful Spurs show live shows, you would have heard this man sing the wonderful songs, many of Chaz Hodges, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch upon later. Returning, Mr. Tom Mitchell. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you very much for coming back. A funny man who's been on before, but not with me. And I have to say, if you don't follow him on Twitter, he puts the most wonderful old pictures of Tottenham memories probably on Twitter. Kev Hill returns. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much. with my age, I think. Thanks for joining us. But you really do put some corkers up there. I try. No, you really do. All out of my own collection as well. Oh, really? What's your Twitter? Is it Kev Hillsy? Kev Hillsy. Yeah. Well worth following Kev Hillsy if you like your old Tottenham pictures just popping up on your feed right well tonight's show we've obviously got to look back at that extraordinary game it feels like it was ages ago now that extraordinary game last was it wednesday yeah, tuesday last wednesday yep against barcelona and then the not so extraordinary game of the weekend against cardiff um then we'll look forward probably there's no no show next week because that annoying international break but we'll look uh forward to the west ham game as our next game uh coming up and a few other bits and pieces. Uh, before we do that, just to remind you out there, uh, you can still get the Spurs Show season ticket holder, which gets you into all our monthly uh, events with ex-players. The next one we've got October the 30th with Mr. Terry Dyson. Uh, we can now announce on November the 27th, we've got a show with FA Cup winning uh, player David Howells from that 91 team. And then December the 3rd is our big Christmas show at Dingwalls, with one of my heroes growing up, Mr. Chris Waddle. 
uh, all you've got to do, I think, to get season tickets, like a tenner a month, it, it's well worth it with these shows. Just go to season.spurshow.net, join up, and you can come to all these events with a guest. Uh, or if you just want to come to our big Christmas show, just go to live.spurshow.net, and that would be a, a wonderful night with Chris Waddle. Right, so the Barcelona game, gentlemen. Mitch, were you were you were you at the game? Yeah, I was. It was at the extraordinary, game. wasn't it? I really enjoyed the game, actually. Yeah. I know, I know that we um, uh, uh, started badly. <laughs> I mean, it, it was slight understatement. I mean, it was what was it? A minute and a half, and then Messi comes into the game and people really, were still sitting down I missed yeah. it because people were walking past me along the road to sit down <laughs> yeah. and some big guy walked past and all of a sudden I was like the balls in the net what, what was happening well it all started with Messi again he gets the ball in the middle and he turns left and right and plays a, a, a perfect pass out to the left and then Lloris what was he thinking I, I don't know if he doesn't come out they don't score really it's as simple yeah. as that but it wasn't to go 1-0 down against Barcelona, you're always going to struggle. You've got to short score another two, three goals to, to, to beat them. And it's always going to be difficult. And you can't do that. I mean, he's almost a one-man team. Don't get me wrong, the others aren't bad. You know, mm. Coutinho and Rakitic, they're not bad yeah. players. But Messi is probably the best player I've seen in, I don't know, I've been going since the 80s. People were, I mean, the pundits went nuts about yeah. Messi's performance afterwards. Yeah. Kevin, was that, would you say that was the greatest performance you've seen against Tottenham? Live, as it were, uh, or by, by Messi or, or, or by in, in the team. Um, possibly, certainly the first half. I, I, you know, obviously, second half. I, I just thought we we, we were gallant mm. in the end, weren't we? I mean, we weren't anywhere near at our best, uh, as you rightly say. After a minute, we go one nil down. Uh, inexplainable. I don't know what was in Loris's head, um, for, but but of course, you give them that little inch. And away they go, Barca. And, um, you know, they just just kept the ball that first half and we were chasing That's shadows. all they had to do once they were goal up. They just kicked the ball, we were goal up. You know, that was the, the, the sort of yeah. such a shame with that start. Yeah. I mean, did you, I mean, I know there's five players out, Tom. And, and again, that's, you know, again, when I read the sort of, you know, the new, so-called neutral pundits, that again, that, I don't think that was, it was, you know, messy, this, oh, it was one of us. You are effectively playing a Tottenham B team. You know, what, you know how, how did you think when they sort of stood up? I mean, I think, like you say, I mean, the second half was, 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 was a lot better than the first. The first half was quite a chastening experience. I think um, it was quite a surreal opening five minutes because the, the atmosphere beforehand was incredible. Mm. It, was, it was literally up there with Real Madrid yeah. atmosphere last year in terms of just really feeling like Wembley <laughs> was our home. Yeah. And it really felt for... Went yeah, that we were going to go somewhere, and then literally, yeah, just like Cardiff. and it was just, yeah, yeah. But it was a very surreal kind of start to the game. Yeah. To then suddenly be a goal down and be like, oh, oh you know, god. god, yeah, and this could be a long night. Exactly, but um, but you know, I, I mean, I think yeah, Wink, Wink started the game against Madrid last year really well, and he played really well throughout the whole game. This year against Barcelona in the equivalent test of him, I guess he. Um, he struggled in the first half badly, mm. but I mean, fair play to him in the second half. He did he, he did yeah. really well in that tackle on on Messi, which when he, when which, he came back, when he ran back. Yeah, yeah, but I would say that, that Messi's performance was absolutely unreal. It was really. Well, I mean, the reason I asked that, Kev, about is that great source. When I'm watching the game live, I'm obviously biased. I'm watching the Spurs players more than the other team. Mm-hmm. And then what I noticed about, and I haven't watched the game back because I, I never, I can't watch <laughs> games back after we've lost. I've, I've never done it. I don't think I've ever watched the Coventry City game back, eighty-seven Cup final. <laughs> Couldn't watch it after being there. But what I noticed about being there with Messi is that a he seemed to be in a lot of sort of space, standing around doing very little. And what's amazing about him is when he gets the ball, his the speed 
as he moves quickly because he's quite small, but he's not like a Maradona stocky. He's no. quite slight, but his feet are so quick. It was almost when the whole Barcelona team, the accuracy of passing, it was like the sort of ball was on a piece of string. And that was the amazing thing about that kind of style of play. Yeah, I mean, if you look at look at the, the, the stats, I mean, I'm a, a great one for it. But if you if you look at Messi's stats uh, compared to the rest of the uh, mm. Barcelona colleagues, I mean, he he runs less kilometres right. per game uh, than, than than certainly the front five of Barcelona. But he's so good, he gets in between the lines and he's out wide one minute. He's walking along, looks mm. totally disinterested. Yeah. The balls to feet, and he just comes alive. Yeah, yeah, he comes alive, and um, you know, I, I used to think I'd, I'd seen a few growing up with mm. with the Pelés, the Cruyffs, Maradona. Um, will we ever? Will we ever improve on that? Well, I think uh, he's pretty close, if not. <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm funny mention those names, Mitch, because you know the thing is, again, you talk about those great players, Spurs in the sort of. Well, mid seventies, even the sort of Maradona, sort of mid eighties. There was never really a chance we were going to play those type of teams. Cruyff obviously played when Hoddle was final date eighty four, yeah. near the end of his career, wasn't it? He was eighty three. He, he was thirty six. Yeah, time. so he was getting yeah. on a bit. Yeah. But we probably haven't seen. I mean, you can argue. I'm a little bit too young seeing George Best play against Spurs yeah. in the sort of early seventies. That's the other kind of player I'm thinking of. That. Might have had an amazing game. But going back to that first goal, was there an argument to say, Gazaninga's been playing really well, Hugo's been out, do you bring a keeper back who's had a drink-driving ban, all that sort of press going on, do you bring him back in for such a massive game or do you go, you know what, this keeper we've got's done well. You know, sorry, Hugo, I know you're sort of, you know, club captain and all that, but you're going to sit this one out? It's such a massive dilemma, really, because you do have a young kid who's coming, hasn't done anything wrong. I think since he's played, I don't think we've lost the game. Mm. Lloris has his moments. Don't get me wrong. One minute you're, you're applauding a world-class save and the next minute you're thinking, you know, he's, he's had a rush of blood to the head and he's come running out and, and you've let him go and you're thinking, it's difficult to have a pop at Lloris because, you know, only three months ago he was lifting the World Cup um, you know, there's only a handful of people in history who have yeah. ever done that. So he's reached the greatest heights. Mm. Um, but then, on the other hand, you think that if you want to win a league, the big clubs wouldn't, wouldn't stand for it. I don't think Man City would stand for it. Pep Guardiola, he, he wouldn't have it. I think Manchester United... What, not have, not what? Lloris, he wouldn't... The ill-disciplined yeah, before. Yeah, right, he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't have that. Uh, um, I think Manchester United probably wouldn't stand for it. I don't think Liverpool would stand for it. They'd change their goalkeepers. And I'm thinking, if we want to always come maybe third, fourth or fifth, Lloris is fine for us. If we really want to get into the elite, which, don't get me wrong, we're doing really well now. You know, six, seven years ago, we were playing Carabao Cup games while these Champions League games were going on. So we have moved on. But if we want to go to that next next level then I'm 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 a bit concerned that he's making too many mistakes now and I think that you know if, if he doesn't make that mistake in the first minute minute and a half we're in that game you know mm. we could go toe-to-toe with Barcelona even without the players of the team we could have got something out of that game but once you go one nil down that early it, you know you're on the back foot mm. and the crowd it kind of silenced us for the first sort of half an hour and, and yeah it did it did so I think if he's making those kind of mistakes I don't know. Big call though, just to put in a young kid mm. ahead of him. Massive call, and I don't know if I don't know if he could mm. do that. Oh, don't Tom, know. I mean, again, not talked about the the second goal. When you watch it back, there was a moment where he, you could argue, he had a chance of holding the ball himself. He sort of powered it away, and it got back to Ratajkic with a great, with a great volley. But you could also argue he was at fault with the second goal as well. 
Yeah, you could. And not I mean, the actual shot. No one would have got to that. But beforehand, that I can't remember his head or something. And he sort of he pushed it away yeah. as opposed yeah. to it bit, it held like, it or pushed it over. A bit like Vorm against Liverpool. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think I mean I've got a lot of time for Lloris, and I yeah I still do. But the that that moment against Barcelona in the first minute where he rushed out rashly in complete comparison to that on sorry in complete contra- contrast to that in the game against Cardiff there was a moment in the in the well, first half where he should have come out and I, I can't remember the name scored. of the guy but he should have scored and we could have been Judy really, Coilet should yeah. have put in and out of yeah. L we'll come to it later wonderful to yeah. take but we could have really been looking at one thing we won all exactly and we could be looking at um, Luis costing mm. us big time in both of those games yeah um, so it's, it's a tricky one I mean like you say he's club captain do we kind of bring in bring in Gazaniga for these big games when, when Luis is back but it's, I don't want to make that decision. But in fairness, Kev, two down at half time. It was looking. I know. You know. We're, you know. We are trying to be optimistic. Oh, one game, one goal. We could get back in it. You know. Um, we touched upon Winks. I thought had a really poor first half. Had so did one yard. We couldn't get near them. Mm-hmm. And the, the main problem I saw in the first, actually not the first, half, the whole game. In fairness, the problem we had was Mora was not tracking back, and Trippier basically had two men on him the whole game and most goals came from that right hand side whereby Trippier you could see him trying to pull Mora back who's not a defensive minded player that was the kind of problem that aside which I think tactically was an error by Pochettino second half I thought we had a right old go and bizarrely could have even got a draw out of it yeah I agree I I, I thought um, you know, first half, it's, it's, it's we, we, we basically covered that. We we just weren't at the races. We didn't turn up in the, in the first half. You know, we 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 weren't allowed to shift the ball quickly, and you know that's often pointed at, at Pochettino's Spurs. We you know we bring the ball out, but perhaps not quick enough. Well, they were so high on us and, and mm. giving us no space to bring the ball out, and um, you know we just couldn't we couldn't get a foothold in the game. Um, and, and obviously the the early goal killed us, but as you say, second half I, I thought we, we we came out we were a lot more aggressive. We shifted the ball that little bit quicker, mm. um, you know. And and you know when it got back to two three was it? I, yeah, I think every Spurs fan and we felt, had a right old go then. I mean yeah. a right old go and had some had some good chances. Mm. You know, I mean again, I mean we, we you know we're going to talk about Harry Kane later on about this book, but his goal where I was sitting was right in line with it. And I was screaming just before we put it back on the other foot and scored. That was the finish of a world-class striker, would you say? Uh, absolutely. He uh, just mugged off the defenders, really, because yeah. they kind of dived in and he just tucked it into the corner. That was outstanding. Um, I thought Lamella as well. Yes. Lamella really uh, had a good game. Many I mean, people on the show yeah. know that I'm not a massive <laughs> fan, but that was Lamella's best game. Uh, well, in the I, I think show. my take on Lamella is that obviously five years he's probably been at the club. He's been injured two and a half of those years. Mm. When he first turned up, we all thought he was a replacement for Gareth Bale. Now we know what he is and what he does. Mm. He's kind of settled in. The club are trying to manage him at the moment. I just thought that he knew that this was his stage here. Yeah. Barcelona, the world's watching. And yeah. he, he had a brilliant performance. He yeah. really did. And I know we're going to talk about the Cardiff game a bit later on, but everyone's probably thinking, you know, why wasn't he playing in that game? But I think they just have to manage him. Yeah. He's, he's had bad injuries and I think they just have to manage him. Absolutely. Well, anyway, it was a great game. But I mean, do you, do you think now, uh, Tom, I mean, where we are now, we've effectively got to beat PSV twice, home and away. Uh, hope the results go in our favours in the other games and then probably have to beat Inter Milan by a couple of goals. Do you think now looking at the squad injuries and where we are, that's pretty improbable or do you generally think there's still a chance it's looking improbable but I mean (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's not, it, you know, you never know. I mean, it's this this team has surprised me so many times. Yeah, the amount of times I've felt that we're we're looking like we're on a on a run where we're not playing well, where we're where we're looking like we're never going to get out of second or third gear, and then we go on a run, especially around November December kind of time, where we do, yeah, where we we, we light on fire and um, and smash everyone off the park. So there's absolutely no reason why why we can't do it. It's going to be really hard. Um, I mean, I think I think the final game is against Barcelona away. Is that right? Yeah. yeah so, it so is, we're gonna we're gonna know by then, I guess. We're gonna probably have, <laughs> to, we have to win. We're have to win at the new camp. Exactly. Well, there's just no room for error. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. no. Room and knowing for error. knowing us, we'll go a goal up. Exactly. <laughs> I've just found out I've got tickets actually for have that really? one. Yeah, a friend of mine's just managed to pull oh, some tickets tremendous. out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, we're still in. <laughs> you know, got a chance your to flights because they sky. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I've only just found out today. Oh, I've only just found out today. So they got silly the flights. They really because I looked into it again. Left it too late. It's like, yeah, I'll pay that. Norwegian Airways for me. Norwegian Airways. Exactly. Leaving tomorrow. Just have to say about you got it. That um, that Kane goal. That Kane goal was was fabulous. He scored that exact goal three or four times in the last couple of years. And he scored it against Fulham. He scored it against um, Borussia Dortmund last year as well. And he's so good at just cutting back and then finding that tiniest bit of the corner. And um, it's yeah, I've been sat in exactly the same place for that goal three yeah, times no, on, on the trot and it's, and it's great to see so you know it's going in I mean you could I mean the likelihood is you know that we'll probably finish third is there an argument Kev that you'd rather finish if, if we don't get in the top two is there an argument that you want to finish fourth not have the Europa League and then if we are still up there challenging in the top four we've got a better run in or, or, or would you rather be in Europe it, it, it's a difficult one personally Big clubs should be in Europe, in my opinion. Um, you know, and and it's not all over yet, as they say to the fat lady sings. But you know, the, half of the problem, in my opinion, now is is because of the Milan game away. And you know, um, mm. we, we've really should have walked away, not with a point, but with all three, shouldn't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Barca game. I'd have settled for a point. I'm sure a lot of Spurs yeah. fans before the game would have said the same. But now that that away game um, uh, against Inter, I, I really felt, and we, we'd done enough. The, the game was over, yeah. and um, you know the, the the old Spurs came back into play there, didn't it? Yeah. Minutes to go, and yeah. and you just know it's going to go in. I think um, Harry Kane clears that last. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, with him off the bench, and as you picked out Mora just now, I mean. Yeah. Again, in that game, he he, he was uh, probably a little bit of fault, as were one or two others there. I mean, we're marking zonally in there and, you know, literally you're pulling your hair out. Mm. You, you know, a point I'd have been disappointed on yeah. on the game. But um, I digress guess. anyway. But, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Well, look, let's, uh, let's look ahead. Uh, well, let's we'll look at the Cardiff game and look ahead after this very short break. The Spurs Show is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Spurs Show Beer of the Month. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Well, there we are. A word from our sponsor. And again, you know, thank you to Watney's. I'm on my second can now. Watney's Pale Ale. <laughs> It's a beautiful drink. If you haven't tried one, I, I highly recommend it. It's uh, not normally a, a pale ale man, but uh, it's a beautiful thing. Cheers. Anyway, right. Um, then on Saturday, pissing down with rain it was, 
we played Cardiff. Uh, again, great start. One up after eight minutes. I thought, oh, here we're going to see three or four. And then I thought we were quite poor. I mean, there was a couple of chances cleared off the line. But you've already mentioned Hugo not coming out. Wonderful clearance by Toby. And then in fairness to Hugo, a wonderful save in the second half, which he got down and tipped it onto the post. You could argue a bit like Barcelona that that they actually could have uh, nicked a draw, Mitch. Definitely. Um, You're right. After eight minutes, we're 1-0 up. You think, okay, this is where we go. We're going to turn it on. They've got to come out and we can hit them on the break. But really, the game reflected the weather. It was all a bit tired and rainy and damp and cold. And the game... Bad crowd, I thought. Yeah, it was a bad crowd. The Saturday 3 o'clock. I mean, my tickets, my daughter went... I was club when she was 22 quid. I don't think yeah. for a night, day out, it's not bad. And, and when I tried to buy other tickets, it looked like all that section had gone. It was only when I got that I went, well, these, yeah. well, you know, I don't know and whether loads of people bought them and looked at the weather and went, you know what? I think a lot I've of laid out did. 20 odd quid each. I think a lot I'm of people did. And I think that it's a case of we thought we were going to be in the new stadium by now. And I think a yeah. lot of people have had to rebuy them again. That's all very complicated. It was and very complicated. Yeah. And a lot of people just think, oh, Sunny Cardiff. We had the, the glamour tie the, the few days before. And, yeah. But, you know, I'll but there, was a, there was a lot of neutrals at Barcelona. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were. But that's always going to sell out. But the um, the Cardiff game, yeah, I don't know, was it 43,000? 48. 48. And in no, Wembley. It was 43. Was it really? Yeah. In Wembley, you could be rattling around that. It, it's still a I big was, crowd, but it looks, you know, you look so sparse. I was, yeah, sparse yeah. I, was one of, I was one of the three people in the top tier. <laughs> but that's and, what I don't understand, Tom, because when I looked to get tickets, they said the top tier is shut. They did. They, well, I, I, so they opened it because there obviously yeah. was demand, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they bothered. Was the, I, I, no. I think they made a mistake there. They opened it for two days to, uh, for sale, oh. and then they closed it. And oh, then they said why. to the people who were purchased that you can sit up there for the game, but no more yeah. purchases in the the upper tier. Of course, this is all to do with yeah. rent council, wasn't it? But it was nice and dry up there. Yes, well, good for you. Yeah, yeah I stay dry. <laughs> but it's I, weird I, because that yeah. lower tier, I was there for the Chelsea League Cup final. The lower tier behind the goal. Sometimes, depending on where you sit, you you get you get you get rained on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, did. Just, oh, is yeah. that where you are? Yeah, the lower yeah. tier, yeah. sort of corner flag, twenty six rows oh, right. back, and we were really? we were still getting it. Yeah, yeah. no, I sit in the, the club Wembley side, not on the club Wembley, but I sit on the club Wembley side, and there's like a lip which goes over right. the roof there, and it's it's nice and dry there. But you can see the other side mm. was so yeah, people were all wet and umbrellas, and I thought yeah. myself, mm, okay, yeah. So yeah. Everyone, everyone I saw yeah. in the pub after just soaked. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to sit in about five different seats as well. I just thought. <laughs> top, top of Wembley is so dead I'm going to sit in different views for like throughout what, the whole what the concessions open up there? Uh, they, well probably about half of them oh so half yeah, shut so they knew they obviously knew that there was going to be very few people right. there yeah. but, um, but yeah it was, it was a bizarre experience it was no, one of those fixtures Mike I, I think where we, we couldn't play to, to full capacity in mm. the stadium so it should have been you know the, 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 the top two top well, that's what I thought or the, the bottom two that's right. tiers yeah. basically that's yeah. what I thought so when yeah. it opened up I thought it was selling well then but yeah I, I think the capacity for um, the, the, the lower tier and club Wembley 48,000 maybe mm-hmm. um if you went online, you couldn't buy two tickets together, so right. you can only sell what what's no. available, can't you? Yeah. Really? To be honest, though, it was a hard watch anyway. It, it wasn't a good game. No, it wasn't a good game. We got we went one nil up. Yeah, we all thought, yeah, here yeah. we go. And I don't know, we just didn't get going. I think they were just t- maybe they tired. I don't know why the fixture was played on a Saturday. Could it have been played on a Sunday? I don't know if that. 
didn't help a lot. Look, they just, look, they just didn't look, look, I, look I, I, the way I look at it is, and you can argue with the Barcelona game as well, we've got key players out yeah. and the players that come in are largely not good enough. And that's, mm. um, that's how I see it. You know, you, you just... That there lies the problem as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Uh, I agree, but even so, you know, and you've got no Ericsson and no Ali, yeah, particularly big players, the, at the back big with Sanchez and Alderweireld and the fullbacks. Because I thought Rose is now getting back to yeah, where he, he is, was. He is, but creatively in that midfield, when you look at it, when those key players are out and Kane's been well marked or just not Absolute. getting the ball, and this whole thing with Mora, who I like, yeah. Because he's playing quite far, he is sort of getting in the way of where Kane would make certain runs yeah. and little moves. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's kind of affected Kane, who I think is improving he's and, dropping get, back and getting lot. more shots. He was, he was coming really deep, yeah. wasn't he, Kane? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike, because uh, it's been playing on my mind the last few games. We've played more up top. Mm. Um, and, you know, obviously the Man United game, he got the, the mm. couple of goals second half. And, you know, he plays on the shoulder. He's very quick. He, he, he runs with the ball. But to me, it's to the, at the detriment mm. of Harry because, you know, he, he's dropping so deep. Um, I noticed on Saturday, balls into feet into Mora. He wasn't quite strong enough. They were mm. bouncing off him. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't get that with Harry. The ball's to mm. feet, it sticks, and he brings others in. And and, yeah. and with Moore, I, I didn't see that. And and he, he he's out of the game for periods, mm. Kane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whereas I just think he, he is the focal point when he's playing up top like that. Mm, um, and it just seems to me it's um, it's after the World Cup. They played Sterling up ahead of him. Um, I, again, I didn't think we got the best out of Harry in that. Mm. And uh, the same's happened now. He's come back to Spurs and, you know, Poch has this idea of playing more up top and, and, mm. and probably Harry in behind. And, mm. um, you know, I'd like to see more coming from, you know, from wide positions and, and use his pace. Well, his, his, his goal against, his, his um, second goal against United was the first time I can remember since Gareth Bale, someone, one of our players knocking it past the defender and running onto it and, mm. and, and scoring a goal as a result. So if, the, if, yeah. we, if we can get it working between them, yeah, mm. we'll, we'll have something mm. something special. I, th- I, think, I think the whole Kane thing, why he's dropping back now is because he is so tightly marked. If he is the, the furthest man forward, you can have three or four people tight, tightly around him. They're thinking, you've got to drop back. They're just trying to look at other things. And I kind of get it, but it does mean that he's... It doesn't seem to be as effective. But we don't get the balls quick no, enough to no, him. We no, exactly. We, we don't, don't get, you know, uh, we mentioned the top of the show, but, you know, we've got, you know, Chris Waddle at Christmas. Can you imagine a sort of Waddle beating a man yeah. and pinging it in immediately and him darting yeah. to the front? We don't play that way anymore. We sort of build slowly. We've been tripping her up. Rose, it's not back. Sissoko and Fellas, I thought, had one of his better games for Spurs. I don't think Sissoko made that many errors. But he still doesn't offer you that much going forward. He had one, like, one surging run in the first half and then sort of gave it away or terrible pass. But again, when you've got no Ali finding those pockets and no Ericsson, like the sort of metronome and bringing players in, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a very average looking midfield. Yeah. Mm. I, I think though, the football has changed. Growing up, it was 4-4-2. Everyone knew exactly mm. where you were going. Nowadays, it, we're intent on playing out of the back. The goalie has the ball. He's knocking it out. And it doesn't matter how many forwards are around. It. This is what we do. And it's not just us. This is the way football is now. It's changed beyond recognition from when I used to play. And um, it, sometimes it works. When, it, when you do get it out of the back and you can beat the forwards and get into the midfield quite quickly it looks good but sometimes you get caught out and we get caught out quite a bit mm. with that don't we we're passing it around the back from goalkeeper but that's what teams do nowadays mm. and um, it's horrible to watch isn't it when Luis has got the ball and he's trying to knock it to Rose and he's trying to knock it back in and, and someone's closing him down and it's all a bit I mean the extraordinary thing uh, 
Kev was in the paper today that carded for appealing the red card. <laughs> that was one of the most extraordinary. Well, it wasn't even a tackle. Was, the ball was nowhere near the ball. That's, that's the fact the... they argued that oh, it should have been a yellow. It was a shocking challenge. Yeah, I mean that's that's from the 60s, 70s that yeah, I grew up was, in. The, you know, the Chopper Harris it was Norman era. Norman Hunter, and, wasn't it? Yeah, Hunter. Um, I mean, you, you, you just got to think he's trying to take the pressure off of his own player and whatever. But, I mean, it was outrageous. As, as Dyer said after the game, you know, a little tug, a little sh- shirt yeah, pull yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever. There's other ways to yeah. take one for the team, as they say, and receive a yellow. But what he did, I mm. mean... It was a chop. It was yeah. indeed. <laughs> well, look, we, we talked about Harry Kane and uh, we're now going to speak to uh, a, a man who's written a book on him. Uh, last time he was on the show, he, I think he sort of hinted uh, he had a book in the offing. The book is here. Harry Kane, Golden Boy, The Rise and Rise of Harry Kane. Available now, SGH Publishing, for a, a bargain, $9.99. Joining us on the phone now, Andy Greaves. How are you, Andy? Hi, Mike. I'm really well. How are you doing? Good. Very well. And uh, congratulations on the book. Thank you very much. Uh, how long did it take you to, to, to write it? Uh, it was a three-week turnaround and 50,000 words. So, three yeah, weeks? A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Aim to be hot off the press on the, on the back of the World Cup. I've never heard of a book being turned around that quickly. <laughs> it was a bit of a baptism of fire, my first ever book. So oh, wow. Chucked in the deep end. I, I'm assuming a few late nights. <laughs> yeah, just a few. <laughs> Unbelievable. What I love about the book is, um, firstly, you've got um, a really nice forward by uh, Les Ferdinand. Uh, yeah. But what, what, I mean, you know, the timing of it is, is, you know, the fact that we've done so well over the last few years. What I loved about the book, apart from, you know, the, the, the background and the rise, was you really do relive that season, well, the two seasons almost, that, that we had, had a tilt at the league. And that's what I love reading about, when you sort of yeah, go into yeah. sort of game by game and what he did. I was really lucky to get some uh, words on that. I mean, yeah. from, from from Daniel Wynn, that was the, the club commentator, and I, and I thought his words, uh, were absolutely fantastic in describing the, the goals and uh, uh, Richard Cracknell Crackers, who you'll be aware of, and uh, and, and your good self as well. Yes, I, I thank you very much for my. I've got a few, <laughs> few mentions as well. Um, who? Um, so, so it, I mean, it's is it an official biography? I'm presumably, you know, because it's you know the Tottenham family. You had to, must have got a sort of a nod and a wink that he was happy with this to come out. Uh, no, I think it's an unofficial right. um, book. So I've only ever sort of heard um, via other people that he was certainly happy for people like Les Ferdinand to speak. Well, that's to what me, I mean. So I mean, although although that was unofficial, you would soon told people going, you know what? And I'm really sorry, I, I, I can't really talk about this book, talk for your book. But you didn't really get that, yeah. did you? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. He seems to be really supportive. In fact, what was absolutely amazing is that he gave the uh, the go ahead to Les Ferdinand and uh, Chris right. Ramsey to speak to me while he was actually still at the World Cup. And oh, really? Them back and said that it would be okay. So amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh, that's really that's fantastic. And I mean, again, what what I love about the book is that. And I think Spurs fans are sort of sometimes we don't realise at the time we are living in this era where we are I think he's already, he's already a legend now didn't he overtake Defoe's yeah. goal scoring uh, Tottenham we are we are watching a Tottenham le- legend you know week, week in week out aren't we that's it I, I really couldn't put it any better myself you just see his performances I mean that goal against Barcelona the other night and you just 
take a step back and think, wow, this is a boy that's come all the way through our academy links and he's doing it on the on the top level for us. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and obviously, you know, there was this sort of. So when did you write it? Was this after the World Cup or during the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, very shortly after the the World Cup. So it was end of July, uh, first couple of weeks of August. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, were you sort of tempted to sort of feature the World Cup stuff more? Did you want to kind of want... I mean, you do. I mean, there's some great pictures of, of, of some of the, from uh, the Tunisia game and stuff as well. But, you know, how much... What, what did you, you know, again, with us that turnaround, what kind of did you decide went in and what did you go, I just don't have the time to cover that as much as I want to? Which the, areas? The, the first three uh, chapters are all, all World Cup-based and obviously yeah. the dream was that he'd, he'd go on and be the, mm. the captain that lifted the World Cup and I was sort of priming the book, dreaming of that. Yes. And then I guess obviously <laughs> the, the, the England coverage in the end got slightly uh, diminished and then yeah. the rest of it obviously just tells tells the Harry Kane story from, from early age all the way up to where we are now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you know, you've written the book now and all that and there's been, a, been a, again a little bit of criticism of this season. What do, do you think he's firing all cylinders at the moment or do you think there's fatigue there. What was your sort of take on the way he's been this um, season? I certainly think towards the, the latter part of the World Cup and then the early couple of weeks of the season, I think maybe there was that slight sort of fatigue issue. Mm. Um, I think the other thing that people often overlook, particularly for, for England, I sometimes think as well, it's all about his his role in the team and maybe he's not getting the service as well as is another big important thing to say but uh, mm. I think just the last couple of weeks we're really seeing the sort of Harry Kane that, that, that we really know and love at, at Spurs with the goals that he's scoring and I think he's already got five uh, Premier League goals so I mean he's yeah. just sort of carrying on where he, where he left off now really. Yeah, I, I agree and uh, presumably you're looking forward to the, uh, the uh, moving to the new stadium whenever that may be? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so so excited about it. I'm in the uh, in the south stand, so just seeing the pictures of it are just rising up and up, and the, and how high those uh, seats up in the top must be. It's going to yeah. be absolutely incredible. Absolutely. So, where can people get this wonderful book? Uh, the best place is uh, probably uh, somewhere like Amazon right. online, uh, just by. Uh, searching Harry Kane, mm-hmm. um, or there's also the G2 Entertainment. Uh, website as well okay g2entertainment.co.uk okay great I mean again the nice thing about it I mean I I did read it in one sitting and I'm quite Mm -hmm. a slow reader Uh, I struggle (laughs) with long words Uh, but I just found it was one of those books you just wanted to read it from beginning to end and I, you know I think that's the highest accolade you can have any book that you don't really want to put it down you want to read it all because I think again I think as you said because we're so lucky that the seasons you're covering have been such unbelievable seasons absolutely you know, it's been amazing. And um, we, uh, you're very kindly donating two copies of the book to, uh, to Spurs Show listeners. Uh, do you have a question uh, that you can set that we can then put out on our Twitter feed at Spurs Show? I do indeed. So between 2011 and 2013, which were the four clubs that Harry Kane played on loan for? Okay, so which four clubs did Harry play on loan for? Uh, yep. Before we go into the Tottenham first team, if you tweet your answers to at Spurs Show, and I think if you put hashtag probably Harry Kane or hashtag Golden Boy, either of those, uh, we will pick those up and announce a winner in about two weeks' time. So we've got no show next week, and we'll announce it then, and we'll get those 
copies to you. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for joining us again. Good luck with the book. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a big success for you. And uh, hopefully you can come on the show later on this season. Right, definitely worth getting. Right, now there's no... Annoyingly, there's this international break next week, no games, which is always a worry for our fit players because you worry that they're going to come back unfit. We obviously know that Ericsson's still out for Tongs out. There's certain players, Ali as well, who will get another week's rest. Then after that, we've got quite a big game. You think about where we are in the league now. I think we're fifth, joint fourth with, with the Woolwich Wanderers. No one's, I mean, I watched the Man City Liverpool game. No one sort of stood out. We're certainly there. I mean, the most bizarre statistic is this is our best start yeah. to a Premier League campaign, Kev. Now, you know your history uh, and, and, and starts. Okay, we, we both remember pre-Premier League. But were you quite surprised by that? Because I was. Absolutely amazed. But, uh, I mean, my take on it, I don't think... We lost two games. Yeah. But we won the six or whatever it is. But, but has, has the Premier League kicked off yet i mean to me if you look at yeah. all the sides the top sides or even down to halfway that you know what is there five points down to 10th yeah. uh, you know there's there's you know a number of teams pushing towards that top five but people always and, say you know you need to look at 10 games but then i argue because these bloody international breaks that's what's sort of stalling any kind of momentum for any of the teams yeah yeah, it, it certainly is. But, I mean, we're, we're just concerned about our own. And, of course. And, you know, eight games in, have we, have we performed more than that United half? I, I mean, mean, basically. So I agree. I mean, Tom, I think that United half, I think we played well at Fulham. Um, <laughs> keep, that's, going, keep going. That's it. I mean, if I'm, if I'm honest, yeah. no. that's it. I think we've probably played you know, 90 minutes, maybe a bit more where you go. That was like last season. So is there... Can you see improvement? Or do you think maybe, could you argue, maybe this is as good as going to get this season? I think we haven't really played well consistently since, um, since Chelsea last season when we won, yes, when we won. I think, um, I think Kane got rushed back. Um, I think we had a, yeah, we were doing all right with, um, with the front three we had at that point. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we, 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 we kind of faltered towards the end of last season. We crawled over the line. Um, yeah, that, I celebrated that Newcastle win that like, like we'd won the league yeah. even though afterwards I was like god that was awful <laughs> and, um, but, but you know yeah, the, the emotion of being there and, and leaving the game thinking god we're in the Champions League and then, and yeah. then afterwards you just think yeah that wasn't good enough but anyway um, I, I think um, like I say the, the United second half Fulham, Fulham was, was pretty good um, I all, all I'm clinging on to at the moment really is like you said is that we've somehow got our best or, or our joint best ever start in the Premier League and we have played pretty poorly for most of this time and and you just think you know we do do, as I said earlier we do tend to kick on around October November kind of time under Poch and um, and I just you know I'm I'm kind of banking on that really that we're gonna that we're we're gonna do so because because right now we're we're not a tough run though we've got the West Ham game West Ham in the League Cup Man City coming up the two PSV games which now are huge games coming up and we've got key players yeah. out. That, yeah. That's my worry. Yeah, me too. And, and I think the, the whole stadium thing is just really, it, it just makes it really hard to, to, to kind of get yourself in the mood for it, really. You're kind of like, where are we going to be watching these games? Where are we going to be kind of getting, mm. yeah, where are we going to be cheering our team on for the next few months? Because yeah. it, is a, it is a ball late game to Wembley and it's, um, and it's not much fun watching games there, to be perfectly frank, compared to, compared to White Hart Lane. And, um, and I mean, the new stadium looks absolutely incredible. The new pictures that come out this week. Yes, there's been just, a lot of pictures look, coming out, which is, is encouraging that the club are now finally going. You hope to think, if they know their 
if it's not going to happen this season, you wouldn't be putting these pictures out, surely. Yeah. In saying that, you know, we all know people who supposedly, you know, working behind the scenes, there's still a lot to do. Have you heard anything, Kev, with sort of where it is with stuff? Um, only on Twitter, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I went to the Open Day back in oh, right. 4th of August uh, for the staff so Open like Day. Two months ago, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the last time I was on, I, I mentioned it. And, um, yeah, it looked an awful lot of work to do, no mm. doubt, at that time. But, uh, you know, to repeat myself uh, here again, you know, you thought we've been told 15th of September, it, it's going to happen, you know. Mm. But... Um, looking at it now and then looking at the internal work, some of the photographs, as you say, there still seems, you know, a lot to do, albeit the bowl itself, the pitch down, um, you know, it does does make you think we're, we're getting there. I'm hoping it's the Burnley game. I know, I know some, people, mm. some people on the website said, oh, Chase, uh, the Chelsea game says uh, it's at the White Harlem Stadium. Well, I think, no, <laughs> I, I don't think the police would allow Chelsea to be the first game. I'm hoping it's Burnley. Uh, Man United was a well, I've, option, I've been, well I've, I've sort of been told by people I don't true that the police don't want it to be United because it's such a big game yeah. and then then I then I don't I mean I don't know I'm hoping it's the burning which I think is December the 15th yeah I think yeah. it is pre-Christmas yeah. that to me kind of makes sense but I think on some of the concourses I mean, certain lounges or premium stuff, it doesn't matter. As long as you've got yeah. that safe certificate, like yeah. excellent people allowed in, the pitch, the seats are fine. If the cheese room isn't open for a month... I'm not, not going if it's So be it. No, I can't wait. I'm, yeah. I, I, I must, I must admit, I actually go past the ground a lot because right. my mum still lives up in Edmonton. So sometimes right. I get like the 149 bus down the high road and you're on the upper deck and you can actually look down and there's still a lot of work to be yeah. done. I would say... <laughs> A couple of months at least, you know. Yeah. Uh, inside, yeah, the pictures look fantastic. But from the outside, you know, just the concourse, just from the high mm. road going into the front there, there's still a lot of work to do. And I went past there today and mm. they're still doing the brickwork around. I'm thinking, this is not opening anytime soon. And I think mm. the club are being just a bit, we're not going to give a date. We're going to wait until because yeah. there, there's still a lot to do. And I think it was ambitious anyway, saying it was going to be a year. I don't oh, think absolutely. it was ever going to happen. Sky- I think they should have just said two years at Wembley, to be honest. Yeah. Sky fixtures out on Friday, though, aren't they? And they're going to want to know. Yeah. Yeah, who's gonna? No, I, I, I don't. See but it. will that affect things? Because again, you say Sky are going to televise Tottenham, Chelsea, and then all of a sudden, well, it's at Wembley. What, what difference does it make? Mm, well, no, no, absolutely. I mean, they, they might just kind of be wanting to make a fist about you know bid it bidding for that first game there. Who knows? But mm. it's uh... anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, West Ham um, coming up. Never a nice place to go to. <laughs> They've improved uh, over the last few weeks. Yeah. But again, if you want top four ambitions, surely you, you think you can win that game. Yeah, no, I saw the game against uh, Manchester United and they looked really good. Mark Noble, I'm not his greatest fan. He was man of the match by far. They had a really good game. West Shows Ham. how poor United were. Well, that, that it, man it, are, that it Noble does. becomes man it, of the match. It, it, it does, but, but West Ham, you know, and we know they're going to play like that against us because they always do. They could be rubbish the whole season, but when Spurs rock up, they're a bit like 3-2 last year. I mean, where'd that come from? Mm. So I, I can see it being another tough game. Fair enough. Quick predictions, Kev. Prediction for the West Ham game? 1-1. One, 1-1? One. One, one. Tom? 1-1. One, one. Two one Spurs. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, Mitch. <laughs> My namesake. 2-1 <laughs> the Spurs. Uh, don't forget, this season we teamed up with Labbrooks, bringing you plenty of specials. Go to bet.spurshow.net, get your free bet, uh, sign up, maybe have a bet on the 2-1 there, as we just mentioned. Uh, again, don't forget all our live shows. Go to season.spurshow.net. Just mentioned again this film that we're behind, all about uh, Walter Tull. Uh, 
please get involved in that. If you go to crowdfundtull.co.uk, you can help out with getting this film made. Uh, don't forget, our outro music is from Adam Lightspeed. You can get the track at boysonthelane.com. Uh, next week, there is no show. We might just put an old, an old classic from yesteryear, from the Spurs Show archives. We might put one out next week for maybe some of you who haven't heard those shows. Uh, until then, uh, Tom, uh, Kevin, Mitch, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, I think we'd be quite positive. We've had a bit of a moan, but it wouldn't be the Spurs Show without a moan, would it? Until next time, come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.